The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is the Employment Law Show. 6.32, you bet. It is Wednesday evening. Thank you so much for hanging out. John Scholes here along with co-founding partner Sam Firu Tamarkin, LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in this nation. Lior Sam Firu here once again. This is a show for you. You're worried about anything from a, a basic severance problem, constructively dismissed, workplace harassment, uh, constructive dismissal, all these topics we cover. Not only on air talking about the things between us, but also having you on the phone to chime in and ask your questions and comments as well. You can do that now, right now, 416-870-6400. Lines are open. you got questions. Lior has answers. That's why we've been doing this for well over a decade. So bring it on. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. That goes for any time, by the way. And the website, uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, is always available. And it's free. It's anonymous. The severance pay calculator is rolled into that as well. That's a wicked tool. If you've never tried it, and over 2 million have, so have a look at that again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, and reaching out to Lior any other time, and his team's got a great, great office behind him, one 821 5900 But like I said, here and now, bring it on, questions, lines open, 416-870-6400. We're going to get into the topic uh, in just a few minutes of, you know what, Lior, my employer seems to be doing this. Is that even legal? Are they allowed to do that? We'll get to that. In just a minute here, but we always start off with the case of the day, pal. What do you got going on? Hey, John, I guess it's employment law time. Wouldn't Good you times. Know it? Yep. <laughs> it is what we do here. So it's easy for me and for John here to, to talk for the next 30 minutes about all kinds of interesting things. But it's even in, more interesting if you call us, if you ask your questions, if you tell us what you need to know. And, and maybe it's for you or for a family member. Maybe today wasn't the best day at work. Well, how do we make tomorrow better? Or how do we deal with the issue that came up? It starts by calling us on the show, by giving us the opportunity to help you, and you'll be helping others if you do that. We'll also give you my office information, contact information throughout the show if you want to connect with me off air so I can get going on actually helping you resolve your workplace issue. So let me start with a, a case that came across my desk today. Uh, you know, case of the day. So I spoke with a gentleman that had been off on a medical leave, not COVID related, for mm-hmm. some uh, eight or nine months now and kept his employer updated. Uh, and finally, after all these months, was, uh, was good enough to, uh, to come back to work, at least initially on a modified duties basis and contacted his employer and said, I'm ready to come back to work. Uh, when do you want me in? So initially, he got a, an email from his employer saying, okay, we'll work on that. Give us some time. We'll get back to you. Sure, that's fine. No problem. He followed up with them after about uh, two weeks because he hadn't heard back. Said, give us some more time. We'll get back to you. Followed up with them again. Same thing. And wow. wouldn't you know it, John, this has now been going on for a couple of months. So frustrated, eventually, he called me and, and, and he wanted to know, well, when is it enough? Well, how long do they have to just uh, you know, string me along? Or is there something else going on here? So that's a very good question. And the reality is that if you're ready to come back to work, there's only two things your employer can do. Option number one is take you back, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Option number two is if there isn't a job available for you, legitimately, they've looked, they've tried, it's just not there, nothing they could do. 
then at that point they're allowed to terminate your employment with full severance and that's what they can do what they can't do is push you off and and leave you out there unpaid while they figure it out not yeah sure they could take a week maybe a couple of weeks to to make arrangements but anything beyond that is just not proper so he is now in a position to treat this as a termination and and get severance he doesn't have to wait it's not up to the employer they have to bring him back or they have to pay him severance they're choosing kind of the the in-between option which is not available so if you're trying to come back to work tell your employer let them know uh that you're ready to come back to work and if they don't allow it if they string you along if they uh don't cooperate with you then yeah i can either give them a kick in the pants for you or i can get you severance but you have rights and just sitting at home waiting and hoping for the best is not a really good option yeah exercise a man make that phone call 1-855-821-5900 or help at employmentlawyer.ca we'll get into our topic of the night man is, is my employer even doing something legal here but we always go to the phones first 416-870-6400 bring it on deb thanks for standing by for a moment so what's your question um hypothetically uh, my husband's company is um, up for sale, and he's worked for them for over 20 years. What happens with regards to severance for him? Great question. Excellent. Is he going to be you. given an offer with the new company? Well, this is what he's not sure of yet, but he's he's got like 27 years with them. So here's how this works. If as a result of the sale he loses his job, then he's owed severance based on his 27 years, which could easily be as much as two years pay, 24 months. That's what he'd be looking at if he loses his job. Now, if he's offered a job and continues working with the buyer, then there's no severance, but the buyer inherits his service, okay? But he would want to make very sure at that point that he doesn't sign an employment agreement or offer letter with the buyer that gives away, gives up his past service, okay? So... Be very mindful of that. Let him know that. If he has any questions about that, he can always call me. Now, if he is offered a job and doesn't take it, depending on the reason as to why he didn't take it, he may still get some severance, but not all of his severance. But bottom line is, if he loses his job, he absolutely gets his severance. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So it's basically up to the existing um, or the original owner of the company to make sure that his severance is carried forward? No, it's not up to them at all. The the new company, if they offer him a job and he he accepts it, then they inherit a service unless your your husband signs something that says otherwise. If the new company doesn't offer him a job, then old company has to pay him severance. So if he's offered a job, that has nothing to do with with the old company. It's up to your husband to make sure that the terms are fine and it's between him and the new company. And unless your husband gives up his uh, seniority, they inherit it automatically at that point. Okay, great. Thanks, Deb. Appreciate the call. You can always uh, reach out to your husband, Ken, if they need uh, further information, a lengthier chat with uh, Lior or a member of his uh, his firm. No problem. one 855 821-5900 or help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's a really important point. You look at Deb's husband, who you gotta gotta figure twenty seven years. He's at least in his fifties, if not early sixties. You think you'd have to you'd have to guess. 
if he signs on with this new company and if he does sign some sort of document limiting his uh, his past service, I mean, they could let him go for a month from now and he would get a pittance compared to what he would have got after 27 years with the previous so, company. That is a big red flag, right? Let, let, let's put numbers next to your example because that's exactly what happened. Uh-huh. If he were to sign a document that limits his uh, prior seniority and let's fast forward two months later, they let him go. At that point, because he gave up his past seniority, he would only get eight weeks pay. Whereas if he hadn't, it would be 24 months pay. So it's a massive, massive difference. If you're going to accept a job with a buyer, the business that you work for is sold and the new buyer wants you to stay on, that's great. Be very careful never to sign something that gives up your past service. It would literally say that. Uh, and and some, some new employers will try to do that. Some won't. If you're not sure what they're wanting you to sign, if it's a problem or not, you know what to do. You call me. Let me take a look at it. And you really have nothing to fear. I mean, if you say, you know what, well, Leora, I'm scared if I don't sign this uh, this agreement by this new buyer, they're going to say, fine, you don't have a job. Well, you're still okay. Yeah, because you get severance. Yeah. Right. If the terms they've offered you are unreasonable and you don't accept it because of that, then you have to get your severance. And it's potentially better to get your full severance, find another job, than put yourself at risk where it's at any time they can let you go. And as you say, John, pay you a pittance. That's certainly the alternative of getting full severance is going to be better. That's why you catch this show every week, man. 416-870-6400 is how you tune in to the phone calls and listen to those and make the phone calls. Give us a call. Ask your questions like Deb did. That's just how we answer them. Uh, you know, is my is my employer doing legal stuff here? Is it illegal? I'm not sure, Lee, or I want to get through a bunch of these as we uh, as we carry on this evening with the half hours. Can my employer decide what work I do, or are there limits to what my employer can make me do? What about that? Yeah, so is it legal for your employer to just tell you what to do to change your job, to say instead of doing this job, you're doing that job, or we're giving, we're adding duties, we're taking away duties? Is this whole thing legal? And I know there's going to be a temptation to say, well, it's he's the employer, it's his right. company, so yeah, he can do that. No, not so fast, not at all. And the employer does have some leeway to make changes to your job, to your duties, to your responsibilities, but it's not a lot of leeway. Any significant change could result in a constructive dismissal. In other words, your job is changing in a big way. You may be able to say by doing that, employer, I am looking at it as a termination of employment, and now you have to pay me my full severance. I'm deciding that. Not you, the employer, me, the employee. So what is considered a significant change? Obviously, that that does change from job to job. If your employer wants you to work on machine number two instead of machine number one, that's probably not going to be a significant change. On the other hand, if you're being demoted, well, clearly that's going to be a constructive dismissal. Or if, you're, if your workload has been doubled, well, yeah, again, not something that your employer can do. So depending on the situation, it may not be something that's legal for the employer to do. And if you're not sure, your job is changing. You're not sure if it's significant enough, it, if it could be a constructive dismissal. It's not hard to find out. Call me and I'll tell you. And by the way, John, same thing would apply to changes in your compensation or your work location. Anytime we're looking at a significant, quote unquote, change, that could be a constructive dismissal. And if you want to know what it is, if you not want to know if it's significant enough, let's just uh, talk and give me a call. Again, that uh, number to reach out to Lior, 1-855-821-5900. We'll get this one in before we uh, we break and get back to more calls. 
Can my employer put me on a leave of absence without pay, without pay, because of my vaccine status? Probably the most common question I've been getting over the past, you know, eight or nine months. And is it legal, really, for my employer to put me on this uh, unpaid status, un- unpaid leave because of my vaccine status? No. The answer is no. They, they really can't. Unless there's a government mandate. And guess what? There's no government mandates anymore. Uh, then your employer cannot uh, put you on an unpaid leave or keep you on an unpaid leave. If they do that, you can treat that as a termination. You don't have to wait. You don't have to accept it. It is not legal. Now, if uh, if you've already been put on that leave, you have a choice to make. You can wait to see what happens or say, no, that's a termination of employment. I know a lot of ind- individuals that have chosen not to get the vaccine have been put on that leave. You have that choice to make, but you do have that choice. It's in your hands. And this has nothing to do, John, with whether we like the vaccine or don't like the vaccine. Uh, it's simply the way the law treats the situation. More of those questions coming up, and hopefully yours as well. Phone lines are open. Pick it up and dial 416-870-6400 is how you do that. We'll continue the Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show. Continues. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. All right, welcome back to it. 647 Wednesday evening, Employment Law Show indeed. Uh, Lior Sanfiru, co-founding partner, Sanfiru Tamarkin, LLP. Always in the driver's seat, ready for your calls, 416-870-6400. That is what we're going to get right back to now. John, thanks for uh, taking the time. What's your question? So I, I got an odd one where that uh, every year I get a new one-year contract from my employer. It's you know not a contract position, but it's just that's how, how long they renew it for. Um, and it's a full-time position. But with this most recent renewal, I've now been given a new report to. I used to report to the head of the organization, and now there's a new level of management that's been thrown in between them and I. And I'm wondering, can that be interpreted as a constructive dismissal? Uh, or, or can I even do anything since I only have, you know, the, the one-year-to-one-year type thing? Is it considered new employment, even though there's been no interruption of service? This question. So uh, the the new the job that you have has it changed or is it just who you report to? Has your actual job what you do changed at all? It it not some of the stuff that I was been that I was doing has been given now to my report to. So hmm. here's how I would look at this: unless the you know you're demoted to the point that it's kind of embarrassing to show up for work. You know, people are looking at you while you were demoted. Unless that's the case, then it's probably not a constructive dismissal. So there's not going to be much that you can do about that. But here's what I want you to keep in mind. This is very important. You're, despite signing a contract every year, you are not on a contract. You're not on a year contract. You're, the law now considers you to be a regular indefinite employee. So what that means, if Let's say this contract or the next contract, they decide not to renew and they say, okay, we're not renewing. It's your last day. Goodbye. You're owed severance because that contract is meaningless at this point. It's not even worth the paper it's written on. You're a regular employee. So you're going to be owed severance. How many years have you been there now? 
Uh, four and a half. So if next month they decide to not renew the contract, you'd be easily looking at six months severance, maybe even more than that. Uh, so that's what you have to understand. Th those contracts, usually once you're more than a couple of contracts, they're just meaningless. Uh, so not much you could do in terms of a constructive dismissal. It just doesn't sound like it's a big enough change. But I want you to remember, if at some point they say, that's it, that you're not here anymore, you're going to be owed severance. So you got to give me a call. Thank you. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. And here's that number just in case, one 855 help at employmentlawyer.ca. Moving down to Rashid. Hi, Rashid. Thank you for uh, for hanging on. What's your question? Yeah, my question is in, uh, I can go ahead now? Yep. Yes. You bet. Yeah. My question is because I work construction company about over 35 years, and I got hurt at the job. I never got hurt before, got hurt any, any, I was good safety work on the job site. But then um, when I got here, little bit got better, that my employer, they don't want me back because all the time they avoid me, come back more of a duty job. And I'm no union. Uh, what happened is then, then the BSIP, they cannot push them anymore, my old, my employer. And they said they're going to get different school training and they look for different job in the future for me. And what I can get there, do you know anything I can get from my, my older employer if I don't Absolutely. go back anymore with them? Absolutely. So they have to bring you back or they have to pay you severance. So you said you've been there for 35 years? Yes. Sorry, you, no. are owed, you are owed two years pay. Okay. 24 months. It's not even debatable. So they owe you for two years pay. In addition to that, if they are just ignoring you, they don't want to accommodate you. That's But this situation potentially is also a human rights violation. So you could be owed additional damages, additional compensation because of that. So, Rashid, your, your entitlements are significant, and the good news is it's not even difficult to get this resolved. So it's extremely important, really, really important that you connect with me off-air. You give me a call or email me off-air. We'll give you that number in just a second so that okay. we can get going on, on, on getting you this. Yeah, easily two years' pay is what you wrote, easily. Okay, because what happened is I had a, a brief email I can send because my recovery took a little longer because I very bad injury at the job site. But what happened is now I cannot do like heavy job I used to do, but that's why they don't want me. They avoid me all the time. They well, say, they have an we don't have a job to accommodate you. you. And if they, they, if say, they we don't legitimately have a job. don't have a job for you, that's fine. But then they have to pay you severance. So, uh, okay. yeah, no, there, there's no uh, no issue here. They have to pay that to you. So once you connect with me off air, and and I'll be happy to help you get everything that you owed. Good job, Rashid, and uh, do reach out for sure. Don't hesitate. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is how you do that. But here and now, of course, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. And uh, Jeffrey's up next. Hi, Jeffrey. What's your question? Yeah. So um, somebody I know is uh, has two departments: one larger, one small. And they're taking away the smaller department, uh, but no discussion of uh, loss of salary or anything. And I'm just wondering if this is uh, could be an excuse for them to try to reduce the salary down the road and, and what would uh, trigger the constructive dismissal. So first of all, th this the taking away of the department potentially in itself, even if the salary is the same, 
could be considered a constructive dismissal. That could be seen as a demotion and, you know, it could be seen as, you know, almost embarrassing. It's like, you know, I used to be in charge of these two departments. They took away one department, you know, how does that impact me in the workplace? So that in and of itself potentially could be a constructive dismissal before we even talk about pay. So, so keep that in mind. The other thing, though, to your question about pay is no, they, they can't reduce someone's pay because they decided they're going to have someone, you know, take on one department instead of two. Uh, if they, they do that and they want to pay the person the same, if the, the person accepts, fine, but they can't pay the person less. So certainly if we're looking at a pay cut, then that, that, that's another grounds for constructive dismissal. So your friend so I, here yeah. can choose to look at it in the constructive dismissal either now or if and when the pay gets impacted. Right. But so they're overworked now. So they're kind of happy that uh, since COVID it. uh, it's grown and they're overworked. So they're kind of happy it's being taken away. But so that's not a problem. It's at the point that uh, they could let that happen. But at the point somebody says, oh, we've got to reduce your pay because you're not doing as much, then that would be considered constructive. Exactly. Because it's their right. choice. Okay. If your friend had said, OK, I, 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 I need to cut my work hours and then the employer can say, fine, we'll do that but we'll have to pay you less. But if the employer is deciding to take away the department, they can't just then penalize the employee by paying less. So if that were to happen, that would be potentially grounds for a constructive dismissal. And at that point, yeah, your friend should give me a call and we can, uh, we can discuss the specifics. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate that. And again, that number, one 855 821 Pass that along to uh, to your pal and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Got time for me for a, a couple more of these. And can my employer do this? Leroy, I'd love we've done a whole show on this one. Is that can my employer make me resign? Yeah, they can't. And, no. you know, talking about legal or not, that's not legal. Because why can't they make you resign? Because the only one that can decide legally if you've resigned is you, the employee. The moment te- someone tells you you have to resign, that's not a resignation. It can't be. The definition of a resignation is something that you do voluntarily or unilaterally. So if your employer says you have to, the answer is no, I don't have to. If you don't want me to work here, that's okay, but you have to pay me my severance. You don't want to resign unless it's voluntary because you don't want to give up your severance. Why do that? Never do that. Continue working. If your employer wants you gone, they have to pay you severance. They make the decision telling you that you have to resign, making you resign, considering you to have resigned, threatening you, you name it, not legal. And you know the comment that always comes afterwards, though, right? Well, Lior, if it's resigning, looks better than being fired on my permanent record. No, not at all. First of all, there's no permanent record. It doesn't exist. There's no spreadsheet or, or, or database. And no, it's not better. It's better to be let go so that you can get EI, so you can get severance. You're not going to get EI or severance if you resign. You do get it if you are let go. We'll see if we can get uh, Robert in here quickly. Robert, literally about a minute left. What's your question, pal, if you can do it quick? Uh, yeah, so basically uh, I've been working for a construction company uh, for about eight years now. Uh, I was hired as a junior supervisor. Um, at that time I signed a contract, but the contract was quite vague. Uh specifically with regards to my hours. Basically, the way it's written is that I'm responsible for overtime, et cetera, et cetera. It didn't really, uh, there's no there's no cap on the hours and whatnot. So gotcha. uh, I've, I've been promoted to supervisor from junior supervisor since that time. Um, and I've never really gotten any additional contracts since then. 
Um, you so don't my want question another is regarding contract, uh, Robert. A contract benefits the employer. Be very grateful that you didn't. It's okay to, to go back and forth by email to make sure you're on the same page in terms of hours and responsibilities. But please don't make a fatal mistake in saying, I want a new contract. It's better for you not to have one. So please, please keep that in mind. Uh, any problems, if they do want you to sign something, you're not sure if you have to, give me a call. That's where we ended for a Wednesday, but that's okay. We're back in here tomorrow at 6.30, same time. You want to reach out Natalie or his team, 1-855-821-5900. Email address we always use, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website, free and anonymous. Go there first, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Entertainment.